What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. Super stoked today, guys. I have an awesome guest with me, a really close friend, too. I want you guys to welcome Zach Buster, Zach Colburn. Dude, what is up? How are you? Yo, Kendall, seriously, it's been far too long I've been waiting to get on this podcast. Oh, Thank I you know. so much for uh, opening the spot. I'm really, really excited to uh, get chatting with you about business, about life, about growth, about all the amazing things that we've gone through over the last few years. So, um thank you for the opportunity I'm, I'm super pumped to be here yeah of course dude so funny you're like one of the first people i met when i moved down here to to san diego and it's so cool like having you down here because you know we both obviously do the same thing and like when people talk about having like good ass people in your friend group that are just like a good hang and like always looking for the next step of growth like dude i just think of you and it's like it's so so dope to have you in, in my corner you know and here down here in San Diego. Um, and I'm really excited to share all the gold nuggets that you have. Um, you know, I know that I've gotten to even watch all the changes and evolution over the last few years. I literally, guys, for those of y'all just listening, before we even hop into Zach's story, me and him met at a coffee shop called like Moniker General, like, was it maybe like two years ago, a year and a half ago? Yeah, I think it was 2019. That's actually when we, no, no, we met. We met really good than that. I, I knew you a few years back. I've known you for a while uh, yeah. from social media. Yeah. But I think we met when you first moved to San Diego. Yeah. We got a workout with at EOS where yeah. we got a ton of people together. Yeah. And then from there, I don't think we became very close until yeah. it was a couple years after. Then we started yeah. really like collaborating, sharing ideas and getting to know each other's businesses. And then yep. that's where we, we kind of. Yeah. Big contribution to like both of our growths, which I think is so dope, you know? Yeah. Um, but cool, dude. Tell the people who you are, man. What got you started and, you know, what you're currently doing right now? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm currently mentoring a lot of trainers. Uh, that's my bread and butter right now. It's something I'm extremely passionate about, something that I love, you know, business coaching and just changing people's lives when it comes to what's possible for themselves. You know, I really love fitness coaching and fitness coaching was my first passion. And I, helping people inspire change in their mindset around their physiques was awesome. But then also helping people change uh, and inspire their mindset around their careers was something that brought me even more fulfillment. So that's something I've been diving into a lot uh, over the last few months. But yeah, I started fitness coaching about um, two years ago. And when I started fitness coaching, it was something that was, you know, really new. Mm -hmm. I think you and I both started fitness coaching at the same time. And that's really what put you on my radar. I always considered you my rabbit because you're like someone I was chasing all yeah. the time. You're always one step ahead. And I was like, okay, what's Kendall up to? Like, what's the next move? Like, um, so you kind of gave me someone to chase and you, you really opened up my mind to what was possible, especially at such a young age. So, um, during that time, it was around 2018. I was working as a buster at BJ's brew house, going to school, taking classes. And it was like, you know, I, I, I hit a really rough spot in my life where it was just kind of like a dead end, dead end opportunity. You know, I wasn't getting into school. It was either I had to continue taking community college classes to get into school that was not a guarantee or I had to leave San Diego. And that wasn't an option either. Right. I was I was about getting ready to, you know, sleep in my car in order for me to stay because, you know, San Diego is just such an amazing place that I didn't want to leave my friends. But at the same time, the opportunity was the opportunity window was just dwindling smaller and smaller and smaller. So when I was 21, um, that was essentially where my life was. You know, I was working at a dead end job as a busser, 
you know, I was looking at community college classes, wasn't going to school, and it was either I continued down that path, and I end up 26-year-old, 27-year-old, and in a four-year university um, in, you know, student loan debts, working as a busser, or I had to figure my shit out, right? And then, so, watching Kendall move to San Diego and really just, like, blow my mind with the opportunity that was with online coaching, I thought, you know, people like her are doing this, I can do this too. Um, so I started my coaching business back in 2018 and it was just one challenge after another, right? And you know how this goes too. And this is something that I teach to a lot of my, my clients as well. It's like, you are going to be in for a long road. Like you're going to be in for a very, very long and challenging road. That's going to have one adversity after the other. Um, but what I think kind of gave me the edge on that journey was that I literally had no other option. Right. My options were make this work or leave San Diego. And at one point I actually did. Right? At one point I actually did leave San Diego. I moved to Washington DC for a year. And that was probably one of the most challenging years of my life having to leave my friends because, you know, I was just, I was just in a, a tight situation financially, right? Because I was working as a busser, getting my business started. I ended up quitting my job as a busser, but money wasn't coming in, in my business. So it's just like, you know, put in a tough spot. So I moved to Virginia, worked there uh, as it built my business. I was able to live rent-free. Um, so like that's, that's the opportunity I had there, but it was extremely, extremely isolating. Right? So having that year in Virginia allowed for so much growth because one, it motivated me to come back as fast as possible. And two, I allowed to, I create a container for myself for just me, right? I had no one else there to distract me. I had no other friends. I didn't even have a car for six months. It was just me in a bedroom working on my business. And yeah, I think the, the one thing that I want to share with people is just like, you know, when it comes to building a business, you really have to do, like, you really have to be all in. All in. Yeah. yeah. So what really like, what was like the turning point for you, dude, when you're like, this is like what I'm doing full time. Like, this is what I'm, I'm going to do to like make a living. Yeah. So it's actually, um, I remember, I'll actually never forget the day. It was springtime 2018. I think it was around February and you know, online coaching had been whispering in my ear for quite some time. I had a roommate, his name was Sumner and she's, you know, if you know my journey, you know, Sumner as well, cause he's a very, um, close person in my life. He's, he's, he's pushed me to lengths I would never have been able to achieve myself. Um, but I was living with my friend Sumner and I was taking classes at community college, uh, around February time, 2018. And this was the second or third year. This is the third year I tried to get into a four-year university. The second year I tried to get into SDSU. I was 21 years old, uh, second year failing at getting into SDSU. And the moment came when I got the rejection letter and, you know, I read the rejection later letter and I was just crushed. Right. So I was looking at another year of community college, another year of working as a busser. I called my mom and I told her and she said, I know. Like, I was like, what, what do you mean? How do you know? Like, she's like, I know, like I checked, I checked the emails. Like I knew before you, I just didn't want to tell you. And I was absolutely crushed. And I, you know, took that rejection letter. I set out on side, uh, outside of my house at the time. And I just kind of sat there for a few minutes meditating. on like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, and at that moment, Sumner came out, he sat beside me and we, we kind of just, you know, sat there in that feeling for a little bit. And I made the decision that like, I can't go back. 
I can't continue wasting my life doing something half-assed because that was the problem is I was doing it for my mom. I was doing it for my family and it wasn't all in and doing something for someone else and failing. I was like, I can't keep doing this anymore. So at that moment I said, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to do it no matter what. And if I have to sleep in my car, I'll have to, if I'll do whatever it takes because it's either that or I go hungry. Right. Yeah. So and that, it's, yeah. it's so funny. Like one of the questions I was going to ask you, which I think this honestly seeps right into it, but like one of the the bigger mistakes I see a lot of like new and aspiring coaches are they kind of tiptoe, you know, around like potentially wanting to go all in on their business. And I think that's one of the things a lot of people have trouble with actually making this something that's full time. Um, and I think one of the things which you touched on was honestly, and I'd love to hear kind of where your headspace was at too, like mindset wise, you know, was that a huge like driver for you? Was that the thing where you were like, no, like I, I just need to do this. Like I have to go all in on this. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that it's a, it's a really big thing um, for new beginning coaches. And that's actually one of the qualifying questions we have for my program is like, you know, this is not a short term, get rich quick, 90 day transformation kind of thing. This is a hey, let's teach you the skills for 90 days, but don't expect any sort of grandiose business for another 12 months. Like, are you willing to invest the next 12 months into this one thing in order for you to build a career, right? And if they're not willing to do that, we don't accept them into the program, right? That's, yeah, that's the one thing that we're looking for. It's like, hey, I know you're gonna invest into this program. We have 90 days to teach you what, what you need to know. We're gonna support you along the whole journey but you need to understand that you might not get where you want to be for 12 months or 24 months or 36 months. Like you have to be long-term and this has to be what you want to do for a career, not just explore the opportunity and see what's kind of there because, you know, I know that it has to be an all-in thing. Right. Yeah. Right. I think it's, it's one of those things I always talk to my girls about. I'm like, yo, this isn't about instant gratification, you know, the ROI is going to be there, but even systems that people learn and things that they do, like, it's even like building trust and rapport with people, you know, that, that then comes with time, you know, Um, that's, yeah, that's definitely one of the bigger mistakes, you know, I think I definitely see a lot of people, and um, this is so funny, but, you know, my, my partner is obviously in your program, and I was, like, listening to him watch modules the other day, and I heard you talking about, like, success being in your control, and I just, like, heard that from distance, and I was, like, that's so true, like, within this field, and with anything that you do, you know, success is one of the things that's, that's in your very control. And I would love for you to speak on that because, you know, you essentially, when you were 21, like you were down at this low point, I'm sure even like, this was a problem for myself. Like my parents probably didn't even support coaching till like last week, honestly, <laughs> like literally it's so funny how long it takes to like gain the support of people around you, you know? Um, but what are your thoughts on that? And like, you know, blocking out that noise for, for newer coaches also wanting to hop into something that's so non-traditional than going to school or having a traditional nine to five. Yeah. So this is, this is actually a good plug-in for the book that I'm writing. So I'm currently writing a book right now. And essentially the thesis of the book is like how to stop listening to your parents and do what you actually want to do with your life. Um, And it, it came from a long journey of just listening to my parents and then not getting the result that was promised you know, going to high school and then um, applying for college. But because it was something I wasn't passionate about and it's something it was, I knew I didn't want to do, I did it half-assed, right? And I would fail and I failed and I failed, right? And then it wasn't until I said, you know what? I'm just going to do what I want to do. 
and I'm going to do it at whatever cost, that's when I finally saw success. So success comes down to taking responsibility over your own life and your own decisions and owning up to your failures, owning up to the decisions that you're making on a micro level and understanding that it is truly up to you to create success for yourself. Not your mom, not your grandparents, not your friends, not your cousins, like no one else but you. And if you're not where you want to be, it's ultimately a result of the decisions that you've made. Right, right. So, so sitting there on the, the curb of my, my house when I was 21, though, that, was my, that was a result of the decisions that I had made because I listened to someone else, right? But I, it was ultimately still me that listened to those decisions, right? So that was my, that was my failure, right? Yeah. So success being your own responsibility is essentially owning up to where it is that you want to go and making the decisions in every single moment that align with that direction. Right. And that's like one of those things too. Um, this honestly is a perfect segue is like looking at a lot of coaches and I don't want to say it's like an excuse, but a lot of coaches I noticed, you know, and I would love your opinion on this as a business coach. Cause I think it's kind of like a controversial topic amongst like new coaches and things. But I know a lot of people when they first start off, there's that noise of like the non-approval. And then there's also like that noise of like their own headspace and their own anxieties, because this is a non-traditional field. It's weird. It's still not something that like we're all super educated on every little detail, you know? Um, and I think a lot of coaches tend to stand in their own way, which I think is normal at some point to have some, you know, thoughts in the back of your head underlying. I know they still come up for me every once in a while and I think that's totally normal. Um, but for you, you know, with you experience, you know, working with newer coaches, maybe some higher level coaches as well, um, you know, I know the one thing that people always say to me is like, I don't feel qualified enough. I don't have the credentials, the certifications. I would love your thoughts on that. I always love asking business coaches their opinions on that. Yeah. So I kind of have a two, like, I kind of have two opinions on it. Like, obviously I, I want coaches to be certified. I want coaches to be qualified, but do you need a certification to start a business? No. Right. And the way I did it was, you know, I started coaching because I was passionate about it because I wanted to help people. And I wasn't going to let a certification get in my way because, you know, I just, I, I had been certified before in the past and it really didn't do much for me. Right. And I knew that people don't really ask for certifications as long as you can get them the results that they're looking for. And as long as you're educated and you're not going to you know, screw them up, you can, you can get started without a certification. But I do think that it is good for coaches to be qualified. There's the difference there you know, qualified versus certified. Um, so do you need a certification to get started? I don't think so. Right? You don't need a certification to get started, but I do think you should be qualified. And here's kind of a funny way to think about it. A, a quick way to get qualified is to get experience, right? And I think a lot of coaches jump right into trying to make money, right? Which I don't think is the right approach, right? I think that money will come if you're a great coach and you build a successful business. But for a lot of coaches just starting, it is a good idea to get experience and to build authority. And that might come from taking a few clients pro bono for a little bit, right? My first few clients, I trained for $10 an hour in my mom's garage, right? Because I knew that if I can just get those results and get that experience and I can build authority and people would trust me and then I'd be able to charge what I'm worth. Right. Yeah, the social proof goes such a long way. And like one of the things I always tell my girls and like the girls who are on my team with with business coaching, I'm like, y'all, if you're on steps like four, five, six, you can teach one, two, three, you know. And like, 
can keep keep learning and learning and growing and continuing to teach four five six when you're on you know seven eight nine like that's always what I tell everybody and I think you know another thing too is it's like what quote unquote is qualified right like I think another thing is like a lot of people talk about getting niche specific and like learning who your ideal client is well you know I'm not going to learn everything that a mindset shift takes for somebody who's extremely overweight because I don't work with that kind of client and I think another thing to think about for a lot of coaches out there is like once you figure out who you want to work with and you work with those first few clients you start to recognize what you need to go learn more of mm-hmm. um, and I think that just like you said Zach comes from having experience you know taking clients on um, which is why I always tell people I'm like go for it you know like definitely take those first few steps which I think is just so important for getting you know getting the experience um, and for you kind of with where you were at with everything too I know because you just kind of had like that ultimatum where you were like all right I gotta go all in on this Mm -hmm. um you know obviously lead gen is a really big part of like starting to actually get people onto your team you know growing the experience for you was that more of looking at like the internal network you already had or like what were the first few steps that you took to like get those first few clients for yourself yeah, I always I always recommend people to start with their closest circle and expand from there, right? So my first starts were like even my family, right? And and I'm just going to tell the story of how I started, right? Because I think it's it, it runs parallel to a lot of coaches starting. I think people expect that they're going to post a post on Instagram and that clients are just going to come out of the ether to work with them, right? But without having built any authority, it's going to be really hard to you know, sign that client into your program if they're just a complete stranger, right? Even I, my best clients today as a business coach and a fitness coach with years of experience, the best clients that I work with are usually friends of friends or somehow connected to the network that I have been in touch with, right? It's very rare and few and far between that I get a random person who's never seen my profile before, who's never seen my content before, just want to work with me, right? So your best clients are usually going to start in your network with people who have seen you before, people who may may have heard of you before, people who follow your content, people that you even know in person, right? People think that like, oh, I don't know anyone. Like, I, like who's going to work with me? Just reach out to your friends and see if they will be interested in, in joining your program for a testimonial, right? So my first, my first um, leads came from my internal network using my platform on social media to just reach out to the people who are already liking my posts. You know, I, I put up a call to action. That's another thing too, is just actually putting out your offer, right? Actually making an offer and being obnoxious with it. I always tell people be freaking obnoxious, right? Because you think you're annoying people, but really people aren't even hearing you, right? Like your loudest scream, it still isn't loud enough. Right. So I always tell people to just be obnoxious with putting out your offer and then whoever sees that offer, reach out to them and start a conversation, right? Those are going to be your best clients to start because they're already have that no like, and trust. You already have that authority built with those people who have seen your content before. Yeah. And I would love to touch base on like the kind of like the cornerstone of that, because I think this is one of the problems I see with just a lot of people who come to me for starting off, not even in my program. And I'm sure you probably get the same thing where it's actually hard for them to even show up, like even start the process of like wanting to hop on a story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just a lot of limiting beliefs. And I don't know if that was ever anything that you experienced. Luckily for myself, I grew up acting as a kid. So like showing mm-hmm. was never really a problem for me. It's obviously something I do on a daily basis now as well. But do you ever have like, you know, I know it definitely comes down to different limiting beliefs, but do you have a specific advice that you usually give people you're working with or people who are just kind of starting off 
you know, with even just starting the process of showing up? Yeah. So a lot of people, I find that they feel like they have a hard time showing up because they don't exactly know what to say. They don't know how to say it. Right. And there, there's a limiting belief behind value, right? They don't think that what they have to offer is value, valuable. Right. So usually what I always tell my clients is the first week, what you should do is you should go talk to five people who are your ideal client and just learn about them. Ask them about their goals, ask them about their challenges, ask them about their motivations, and just get a really deep understanding on their pain points. And then you'll realize how much knowledge you actually have to be able to solve their problems. And you can easily create content based around that thing, right? It goes back to a lot with what you said is like, you can be on chapter four, five, and six and help someone on one, two, and three, right? You might not be able to help someone, you know, get an Olympic gold medal, but you can definitely help someone lose five pounds, right? And if someone says, hey, I'm having a hard time losing five pounds, and you go out in the field and you talk to five people and you realize, oh, people actually don't know about this stuff, then you have a huge confidence boost behind the value that you actually have to create content and start posting more about solving that problem. Right. The other thing, the other thing too, I always say is keep your ideal client top of mind. Right. A huge limiting belief that I see behind a lot of trainers who are, they have limiting beliefs behind showing up, behind sharing their value and sharing what they know is because when they show up to post content, they start thinking about all the other coaches that are following them thinking, wow, these other coaches that have higher levels that are following me are going to see this and look down on me or they're going to judge me or they're going to laugh or they're going to think these things of me or think lesser of me, right? They have all these limiting beliefs because the person who's top of mind is their competition or is, you know, someone who's not their ideal client. But there's also that person who needs to hear that information who will take action off of the value that you provide. Right. Right? So I always say, you know, talk to your ideal client, keep them top of mind. And when you realize that you actually do have the value to help change their lives, make it a responsibility to show up and help them. Right. Dude, that's so funny that you mentioned that because like one of the the coin phase like phrases I always say is I'm like it's a disservice to not show up for your ideal client especially if this is something that you're trying to do full-time like if you're mm-hmm. going all in you got five minutes to post on your story in the morning yeah. or get a feed post up you know um and it's so funny too but another thing that I always tell people is it's like bro like 90 percent of the population doesn't even know what a carb really is <laughs> like even just explaining something as small as that and how it affects your ideal client can go such a long way um and I think it's because a lot of the times like trainers coaches they know so much that they they follow other trainers well that's the other thing too is I see that a lot of trainers follow other trainers so they assume that oh this information is like I'm being bombarded with this information everybody knows this stuff you know you see it left and right the thing is when you watch when you look at the way your social media platform set up you're geared to get that information so that's why you're seeing it left and right but your ideal client you might be the only one that they're following that has that information right right? so it might be life-changing for them yeah right and i want to i want to also kind of point this out because i know that you work with a lot of pts and trainers and you transition them from like working in a gym and i know you work with just online coaches as well but um do you ever kind of find that that blockage or that blockade where like the trainer is kind of like how do i transition people from in-person to online? How do I show the value with people online? I know for me, like when I work with a lot of in-person trainers, it's one of the harder things and harder blocks to get through is like 
what's the difference between in-person and online coaching and how is online coaching, you know, I don't want to say top tier in my personal opinion, I always think it has a lot more value, but do you ever come across that with your, with your clients? Yeah. So I actually, so I, I think that in person and online, they both have different strengths and weaknesses, right? I'm not going to say online coaching is, is best route for the client every time. Sometime in-person training is a better route. You know, someone who needs uh, biomechanic work, someone who needs, who needs coordination and balance work, someone who needs someone to kind of walk them through the workouts, in-person training can be very, very beneficial. But for the average Joe, I find that an online program actually serves them better just because it's a little bit more 24-7 accountability, right? When I was doing in-person training, I really held my clients accountable to the time slot, but I never really held them accountable outside of that, um, outside of that training period because my focus went straight to the next client and the next time slot, right? And it was always about filling up those time slots. And so my priorities were more so about keeping clients accountable to the time slot and showing up to the workouts, but not necessarily keeping them accountable to the results, right? And one of the big shifts that I see with online coaches and online, online programming is that you, your time slot is a result check-in, right? So I find that the clients actually get better results and they have better adherence because you're able to provide support and guidance a much more well-rounded way around nutrition, around lifestyle, around mindset, around training principles, rather than just walking them through basic training exercises. So for the general person who, you know, has the basic back squat down, has the basic shoulder press down, but they want to take results to the next level, online coaching is really the way to go because you're held accountable to the results that you're bringing in every week instead of the time slot that you're checking in on. Right. And I, I think even to kind of expand on that too, dude, and I, I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on this with mentorship and coaching in general. I mean, one of the things that I've um, kind of been talking about recently is how coaching really focuses on collapsing time for people. Um, and that includes business coaching, you know, mm-hmm. on top of that as well. Um, and just based off of like your experiences through mentorship and things of that nature with, you know, I know obviously people having in-person trainers, online coaches, et cetera, it's always just a matter of collapsing time for them to get results in being more streamlined um how important do you think and do you kind of embody mentorship and what that does yeah so i i see mentorship not only as collapsing time because that's a really good point obviously you're learning from someone who you know what took them four years could take you 30 days and that's what i'm offering with my mentorship program as well is like you know it took me four years to really figure out the online coaching thing right? Because before I made the decision to go all in on online coaching, I was dabbling a little bit in it before and it just wasn't working. That's why I had the backup plan of going to school and busting tables, right? Uh, so what took me four years, I'm now teaching clients in 30 days, right? They're skipping all of the pain, all the headache, all the challenges of figuring it out. And now they can just fast forward to the pain, challenges and headache of building it, right? Which is much more exciting, much more rewarding. But So not only do you get that benefit, but mentorship is actually a necessity for growth, right? Because in life, we all grow to certain levels and then there's glass ceilings and the habits, the thought patterns, the actions that we take have only taken us to that glass ceiling, but we don't know what's beyond the other side, right? So mentorship really allows you to grow beyond the habits, thought patterns and actions that you've been taking that limits you at that certain growth level right? And now you can learn from people who are higher up, you learn what they think, you embody their new habits, 
you know, working with Ross, Ross was my mentor. He's the one that really changed me. He not only taught me business tactics and strategies, but he taught me how to think bigger, right? How to believe uh, what's possible for myself. And he, he really transformed myself from the inside. And that's really where I see the mentorship coming to play is in my program as well. You know, these clients, they're not just getting results in the business, but they're changing the way they think about success. They're changing the way they think about money. They're changing the way they think about priorities. They're changing their old habits and picking up new ones. And that's really where mentorship comes into play is it helps you break through new levels and higher levels by changing you to a core. Right. right? Cause if, yeah, if you want to reach a level that you've never been before, you have to become someone you've never been before. It's so funny too, dude, because I was in the same boat, like the whole four year thing. Like I've been in business for four years. I'm like, man, if only coaching was bigger back then. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it also helped us leverage and, you know, we embraced the hell out of all of the stuff and we sat in our shit and, you know, we had to go through it. Um, and I will say for myself, like I, since investing my mentor, Hannah, now, like the mastermind I was in two years ago, I've like become obsessed with it. And mm -hmm. it's so funny, like how much more it can do for you. I was literally talking to Jose, my accountant the other day. He's like, literally since you have invested in your mentor, just every month incrementally you've grown. Um, and he's like, I even see it in your posturing and things of that nature. And that's why I think it's just so important for also coaches to understand another thing as well as like coaches need coaches. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I think a lot of people sometimes let their ego get in the way or pride. I did that for a whole entire year where I was like, no, like I'm supposed to be this authority figure. Like, how am I going to be an authority figure if I don't have you know, my own coach or if I have my own coach? And that was one kind of belief that I let sit in, in my head and in my thoughts, my thought patterns, you know? And it's so crazy how much more growth you see. And also another thing too is like, man, surround yourself with, with people. Like, you know, surround yourself with people who are leveling up, who are successful, who are where you want to be, um, which is like why I'm so grateful, you know, us having our community here and mm. has been so dope and it doesn't even have to be in your actual like live local community like there's so many people on social media like I've had zoom calls with friends where we just like get together and like mastermind and stuff which is so cool um and just like you know also I think another thing too with mentorship is you also get to find your people too you know working on a team which I think is is freaking awesome yeah um, absolutely yeah one of the favorite my favorite things about mentorship is I've actually sought out mentors that are outside of my industry that have things to teach me that have nothing to do with fitness coaching, right? I've, I've worked with mentors that have ad agencies and I've paid them good amount of monies for coaching calls, not because I wanted to build an ad agency, but I'm just like, how do you think? Like, what are your thoughts about the world? And essentially like I would have weekly coaching calls with these coaches and just grill them and interview them. Like, what are, what are your thought processes? How do you, you know, think about these problems. Like if this happens, what do you, what are your thought processes there? So I think just learning from people who are doing what you want to do and pay, investing money into them is a really, really good on investment because, or really, really good return. Um, because then you can start to think and pick up tools and um, start emulating the actions that they're taking. Right which is, which is, I think is, is that growth because like I mentioned before, it's like in order for you to reach a level that you've never been before, you have to be, become someone that you've never been. So working with mentors is a really good way to expand yourself and just have a whole new uh, kit of tools to be able to work with. Yeah. So bomb, dude. That's so fire. That's why I'm so grateful. I'm like connected to you, just all of our friends here and you know, the mentorship that we both have too, which is awesome.
Um, what could we do? I have one one last question for you. Cool. Um, if you had like the biggest piece of advice just for anybody out there listening, um, you know, specifically to the audience that we both speak to, um, either just getting started or you know if they're kind of spinning their wheels in their business, what would you what would you talk to them and, and say? Yeah, I would say to have. I would say to be patient, but also be aggressive, right? It, it goes back to the whole being all in thing. Nothing, nothing is going to happen half-assed. Nothing is going to happen tiptoed, right? It needs to be all in. It needs to be consistent. It needs to be every single day. But then also understand that those actions that you take every day need to compound little by little over a long period of time, right? So posting once on your story, posting once on your feed isn't going to be enough momentum to pull people into your program, but having months and months and months and years and years and years of content, building authority in the space that you want to build, that's going to be powerful a year from now. So um, being aggressive in the micro, but also being patient in the macro, understanding that, you know, your journey is not going to be a 90 day journey. It's going to be a two, three, four, five year long journey. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, I feel like we have so many things we can talk about just expanding on this. Have to have you on again in the future. But Zach, thank you so much for your time. If you don't mind just dropping like your Instagram anywhere that people can find you, shoot your DM. Yeah, so Instagram is going to be the best bet. It's going to be Z A K K C O L B U R N. And yeah, Kendall, seriously appreciate you bringing me on here. It's been a blast. Of course, dude. Well, guys, I'll go ahead and throw Zach's information down below. If you guys want to shoot him a DM, thank him for all the wisdom and knowledge he brought for, for us today. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.